This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. Welcome back to BetQL Daily. It's John Zostremski, Ryan Horvath. Ryan, before we have a little fun with the NBA futures market, we're going to play a little trust the process eliminator pool. I love eliminator pools. I never last in my NFL one. So maybe we'll actually have a winner between me and you when it comes to an NBA one. Any grand takeaways from the weekend? I'll tell you what my big takeaway was in having the Nets Saturday night against the Golden State Warriors. That team could get buckets, dude. Now, listen, they don't play a lick of defense, and I wonder how their defense is going to hold up in best-of-seven series. But when you got Durant, Irving, and Harden on the court at the same time, good luck trying to stop those guys. And I'm not even a Net fan. I can't stand the side of that team, but they're damn good. Yeah, man, I'm actually uh, jumping on the Knicks bandwagon because I'm a big- boy. I'm proud of you. Listen, that might be the first time in 20 years somebody has actually, like, uttered those words. So we should cherish this. Yeah, yeah, dude, I love Emmanuel quickly. I love – Derrick Rose is my favorite player of all time. I just – I love that Tibbs keeps going back and grabbing D-Rose and saving him from bad situations, like the situation he was in in Detroit, man. But I'm with you on the Nets. JJ, I said it in the beginning of the year before the – you know, before they go and pick up James Harden. I was like, they're not going to play a whole lot of defense, but in a seven-game series, if Kevin Durant's 80% of the player that he was before that injury, he's good enough to win a scoring title. He's good enough to win MVP of this league. And what I liked watching this weekend is Kyrie Irving, he just came out and he said, I'm not the point guard of this team anymore. James Harden's the point guard of this team. And that's why we continue on this show, especially me and Joe O, uh, to hammer those Harden assists overs because he's become the facilitator that is a scary team i'm with you they don't defend but in a seven game series if they could put up 130 140 who's stopping them especially in the eastern conference because another takeaway i had from the weekend is you know the bucks the milwaukee bucks you see this flag in the back man not the same team they were the last two years they also don't play a lick of defense you know if you look at the statistics it says they do they score a lot, but they don't defend the three-point line. And that was the knock on them in the bubble last year. That's kind of what Toronto figured out two years ago when they blew that 2-0 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals when Fred Van Vliet made himself all that money and Siakam was hitting threes and Marcus Saul. Um, they don't play any defense. And so, like, that was my biggest takeaway from the weekend is the Nets are the real deal. The Bucks, they're just a regular season team. And the Utah Jazz right now, also the real deal in the West. I don't know if they're good enough to beat a team like the Lakers or the Clippers in a seven-game series. But right now, the Utah Jazz are the best offensive team in the league. They're the best defensive team in the league. And they got four guys that are shooting nearly 40% from three-point land. Like, we continue to talk about Donovan Mitchell. Why isn't he getting more MVP love? Well, he should. But right now, like Mike Connolly, who's missed some time, he's the best player on the floor for them. He can play with the ball in his hands. He can play with the ball off the ball. I think the Jazz are a legit NBA title contender, and I can't believe I'm saying those words. 
Yeah, and let's have some fun now. We got about, I think, 13 futures listed here. So we'll keep going until we get down to one. I'm going to start off eliminating one right out of the gate. Dallas at 30 to 1. Let's eliminate that right here, right now. Why? Dallas has been a massive flop so far this year. People were talking about Luka as the MVP frontrunner. He does his part. That's all well and good. That team does not have enough around him. Porzingis has been a disappointment. Um, the overall supporting cast of that team has been a disappointment. Yeah, I see 30 to 1 right here. Scratch it off the list. I wouldn't put a cent on that. I don't see any value in that. That's one we could get rid of right out of the gate. I'm with you, and what sucks the most for me is that's a team that I bought in. Uh, I bought into. I knew that they weren't going to play a lick of defense, but I was like, okay, you got Luka's going to be an MVP candidate. I also sprinkled a little bit on that prop. He's not going to win. Porzingis, you knew he was going to be out the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, he's been a little bit of a disappointment. And last year, like, Dallas had a bunch of guys that had career years. So other than Luka, nobody could hit shots. They don't play any defense. And Luka was one of my favorite players to watch coming into the season. Loved watching him last year. One problem I have with him, he complains a lot. And I know it's the NBA and everybody does. But how many times have you seen Luka not get the call on the offensive end, not get back on defense because he's arguing with the officials? This is just this team. They need to make a move. I don't know what they do. Honestly, I don't think they're going to get rid of Porzingis, obviously. I don't see where they have any other value. I'm with you. I'm eliminating the Dallas Mavericks. What a letdown they've been. Seriously. All right. So the next one I'm going to eliminate, and it's funny you have the flag in front of you or behind yeah. you. I should get it right. It's actually not in front of you because we can see your face. But yeah. the Milwaukee Bucks right now at 8-1, to one, I'm sorry. I'm just – I do not think that's a good future bet to get invested in because of everything you just hit on currently. Milwaukee, it's a one-man show with Giannis. Um, they're not playing the sort of defense that you need to play. And you've seen when they get in these postseason situations, Toronto two years ago, um, you look last year when they took on the Miami Heat, they just become a team that, you know, it's like regular season Warriors where guys that you can count on over the course of 82 games are not stepping up in the postseason. I know people are going to say, oh, eight to one if they win the Eastern Conference, good hedge. I, I don't see it that way because, right, at this point, I don't think Milwaukee is getting out of the East. I don't even know if Milwaukee's playing in a conference final this year. I don't think they're getting out of the second round, man. I really don't. I said that last year, and I know it was a different situation where they go into the bubble, but Miami figured out how to beat them, and how to beat them is you build the wall, you take the rim away from Giannis, and you force them to shoot jump shots. I'm a big Chris Middleton fan. Like, if you look at the season that he's having, he's probably going to be a 26-6 guy. He's going to do it on 50-40-90 shooting, which nobody's done since Larry Bird, but nobody talks about this guy. He's not a household name. I actually trust him in the fourth quarter more than Giannis because when Giannis has the ball in his hands in the fourth quarter, like you could get into a hack-a-shack situation where this guy's not hitting his free throws. Um, I like Drew Holiday, great perimeter defender, gives you 18-19 a game. Right now he's out due to COVID. But who's that third scorer? Like that's the thing. Like we could talk about Brooklyn. There's only one ball. But like in the fourth quarter, you know, there's going to be games where Kyrie could take over. Harden can take over. For the Bucs in the fourth quarter, who could really take over? Giannis, Chris Middleton. Dante DiVincenzo, that's not happening. Brooke Lopez, maybe eight years ago. So that's my problem with the Bucs is they don't have that guy. Again, grown man buckets the final four minutes. And like what, what they were good, like the Utah Jazz are the new Milwaukee Bucks. Like, are they just a good regular season team? We'll find out, but they defend every single night. The Bucs aren't the same team defensively that they were the last two years when they had the best regular season NBA record. And, and they've given up a whole lot of threes. Mike Budenholzer, like in the playoffs the last two years, uh, he never shortened up his rotations. 
Like he was playing way too many guys. Giannis wasn't even playing 35 minutes. Now this year, they don't even have that luxury, man. Like they don't have any depth. If you look at the bench, I don't like anybody that they're bringing in. So I'm with you. I'm out on the Bucks, And uh, I'm glad that I get to say it on this show. Because if I say it on my show in Milwaukee. Well, you're going to get roasted, but that's all right. You be the bad guy. And yeah. sometimes you got to be the bad guy. That's the way it goes. All right. Futures of 30 to 1 or greater. I'll tell you, I wouldn't play any of these with the exception of maybe one. Let's see if you can guess which one maybe I'd keep in consideration. We eliminated Dallas. Indiana's at 40 to 1. Phoenix is at 40 to 1. Portland is at 50 to 1. Miami is at 30 to 1. Out of those four, which one do you think I like? That you like? Ooh, not Miami. What did it say? No, I'm in on my. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. I'm tell you why I think Miami right now is the team to go and get invested in. Okay. Not that I think they're winning an NBA title because I don't. I think they have pedigree. So I think you're getting a great buy low opportunity with a team that's gotten off to a slow start, team that might be dealing with that hangover of losing a title, being in the bubble, getting a few guys back. I'm telling you, Rye, the Miami Heat are going to start playing better basketball. It might not be good enough to get a championship. But I think at 30 to 1, if you're buying that they can get into the playoffs, get hot at the right time, I, I don't think it's unreasonable to say they can make some noise. No, you know what? I mean, last year, what's funny about that, JJ, last year, I, okay, so um, growing up, I was a huge Bulls fan. And when Jimmy Butler was in Chicago, I had this take that he was never going to be the best player on a championship team. Kind of kind of how I feel like about Zach right now, man, like a really good player, but I think he's best like is as a number two. Is, is the second option. Yeah, that's fair. That's exactly. Fair. But like Miami proved me wrong last year because I didn't see Goran Dragic at 33 years old putting together that season, especially in the bubble. Uh, Bam Adebayo is like, I, I can't even, I, there's no player count for this guy. He could do it all. He could handle the ball. He could pass. He could shoot. He could obviously rebound and defend. He's got a huge body. You can't move him. So I'm with you. Miami just needs to stay healthy. Like that's been their problem this year, man, is injuries in COVID. I mean, Jimmy Butler was out for two weeks with COVID. He lost 13 pounds in one week. That's hard to come back from 13 pounds in one week, man. Uh, it's easy to put on 13 pounds in one week as I'm figuring that out as I, you know, approach my thirties here, man, this weekend, I think I put on eight pounds, Nice. losing that much weight. And then just being able to get back on the basketball floor. That's tough to do. So I'm with you on Miami. The team I really like with those odds, with this value is the Phoenix Suns. They're, They're playing great. They are playing great. I the only thing is they're in a tougher conference, though. That's right. another thing with the futures market. Like, I agree with you. If we're going to look at Phoenix and we're going to look at Miami, Phoenix has played unbelievable ball. And the fact that Chris Paul's come in there, I mean, listen, that guy, I know he takes a bad rap for his postseason record. Mm -hmm. Find me the team, though, that he's gone to that's gotten worse. You know what I mean? Like, everywhere yeah. he goes, right, Clippers, um, New Orleans when he was there, Rockets – the situation improves the minute he steps foot on that team. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. The guy's a winning player. I don't care what postseason record tells you. Chris Paul is a winning player. Oh, absolutely, JJ, especially the first couple of years. Like, if you look what he did in Houston, I love that fit. And, and legitimately, man, they could have beat the Golden State Warriors 
uh, they took him to seven games a couple years back in the Western Conference Finals. And you remember Chris Paul doesn't end up playing in game seven. Look what he did in Oklahoma City. I thought he was going to be a buyout last year, and they end up as a playoff team. And he was playing some of his best basketball. I like the fact that also, like, I mean, it's been huge for the young guys on Phoenix. Like, you know, a lot of people were wondering, uh, is Aiton going to end up being a bust? Is he ever going to be the 2010 guy that a lot of people predicted? Chris Paul's been great for him. And then for Devin Booker as well, man, because Booker now could play off the ball. He could play with the ball in his hands. Um, But I'm with you, like, what I'm looking for value right now is in the East. Because in the West, like, for a team like the Suns to prevail, you – I hate to root, like, I'm not rooting for injuries, but like Anthony Davis went down last night. I think he'll be back in a couple weeks. Like, if you're playing some futures in the West, you almost need like LeBron to go down because I'm not betting against LeBron James in a seven game series, especially with a healthy AD. Same thing with the Clippers. You know, it's, it's a two star league, man. Three star league, I would even argue, if you look at what's going on in Brooklyn. Like, I just, a team like Utah, a team like Phoenix, do they have enough scoring in a seven game series? to take out a team like the Clippers who have two superstars and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And I know some people rag on PG, especially because of the playoff series he had in the bubble last year. But I think he's going to be huge in the playoffs this year, man, because we slandered him so much on social media. I honestly think the Clippers, I see some value with them. But if I'm looking at one of those teams, it is the Phoenix Suns. But that but that would be my biggest concern is like in a seven-game series, are they really beating LeBron James? I don't think so. Yeah, and that's why I look at the 225 to ones, Boston and Denver. I threw a few shekels beginning of the year on Denver to go and win the NBA title. I regret it because they're not as good as they were last year. It's obvious. All right. They have talent, obviously, in Jokic. Murray has not been the same. I mean, he has not been bubble Jamal Murray that we saw lighting everybody up last year. Mm -hmm. And I think you're honest something, to be honest, dude, with the Clippers. Um, I don't trust them because of what they did last year. But if you got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George playing at that level, it can counter a lot of the great things that the Lakers are going to do. Here's the problem, though. The Lakers right now are plus 250 to win the NBA title. They're the best team. Odds are they're probably going to win. Dude, I don't want to lay two. I don't want 250s. No value there, man. No value. I'm going to give you the two. Out of any of these futures, if I can play one, the Philadelphia 76ers at 14-1. Because I think they are by far and away the toughest matchup for Brooklyn. I think if they match up with Brooklyn, they can beat Brooklyn because I don't think they have an answer for Joel Embiid. And then if I get 14-1 to with Philly, hey, guess what, Ron? I can go hedge against the Lakers. They play in the title. I'll roll with that. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, man. And especially if Tobias Harris shows up in the playoffs, if he's a 25-4 guy, I'm with you. Why I like Philly this year. Now, they still would concern me about Philadelphia, JJ, is like last year they were terrible on the road, but you couldn't beat them in Philly. This year, they still struggle on the road, but they're a better road team. Why I really like them is they actually play defense this year. They're much improved defensively. Embiid, if if, if Embiid plays 95% of his games, he's the MVP of the league. I mean, what LeBron's doing, especially at his age, is ridiculous. Embiid's a 30-10 guy right now. I'm with you on Philadelphia. I played a Nets future. It's boring. It's plus 350. I'm almost rooting for this team. I can't believe it. I'm rooting for a James Harden, Kyrie Irving team. JJ, they're just so fun to watch, man. They, they, they are. They are. Listen, and we'll see if they actually can generate ratings here in but, my neck of the woods in New York and the tri-state area, but they could get buckets. All right, we got some college troops coming up. We will welcome in Jim Root, takeaways from the weekend. Big one with Virginia and Florida State, and I got a big wager on that that I can't wait to break down. It's Beck Daily. We're coming right back. 